You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well, the New York Islanders showed up this evening, and the Philadelphia Flyers are still focused on Game 6. They go down one to nothing in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Game two, Wednesday afternoon. This is Orange and Backcheck. Let's recap this show. This is the Orange and Backcheck podcast with Bill Kornfeld and Scott Weinhardt. Well, that was probably as piss poor of a play that the Flyers have played all playoffs I would say uh, this is Orange and Backcheck episode 4v6 the Mikael Orbiev episode as if it freaking matters who this this episode is I'm Bill he's Scott Scott where are you, where are you at tonight um, they showed up 20 minutes late yep then they played well in the second period generated some good scoring chances uh, not enough not nearly enough they finished up with uh, looks like 29 shots on goal not nearly enough uh, as far as score, scoring chances, what they would need to do. Uh, Carter Hart played out of his mind for nothing. I mean, you know, one of them was an empty netter. You know, the, the three goals he had really had no chance on. Uh, you can't really blame no, him I, at I, all. Uh, they just did. They didn't. They didn't show up with the intensity they needed, as we talked about in our last episode, that the Islanders play a different style of hockey. They were going to try to mimic what Montreal did. They did that in the first, and now you see why New York is so dangerous because they're good off the rush. They're, they they just hound the puck carrier. They, they, don't, they don't give any time or space at all, and they're just all over the place. It was uh, – I'll tell you what, if the Flyers don't change things quickly – I know I predicted the Islanders in seven anyway. It's going to be a shorter series than that. Yeah, I, I like it's just the the second goal was the really synopsis of how this played. Like they the puck got behind Carter Hart behind the net, and then no one accounted for uh, the goal scorer. I don't even remember who. JG Baggio. That was actually Couturier's bad to cover. Yeah, and Couturier dropped below the goal line. You don't do that. You have yeah. to you have to play high to kind of. Make sure that you know the center isn't hanging around there in a slot area for an open pass. Yeah, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, come on, you gotta, you, you gotta be aware of where your surroundings are. This is not something you can just sit around for and hope that the uh, puck plays nicely and you go where you need to be. And that's exactly the opposite of this. Is how you lose series early on. Like it's only game one. You have three. You have to. You can only lose three more games. Uh, you have plenty of time to come back. I mean, you, you're right back at it Wednesday night or Wednesday afternoon. But still, like y- you can't. 
uh, dilly-dally here in piss-poor defensive play, which has been your strong suit for that led you to the, this second round for the Philadelphia Flyers because the offense certainly has been struggling. We're going to get into the top six and their struggles because, for God's sakes, on the one power player, the second power player, I don't even know. I think they only had one power play tonight. Yeah, like, just one at the end there. Yeah, and freaking I know I like him. Tyler Pitlick should never be on the power play. And even when he is, he shouldn't be on the top line. And I'm pretty sure he was on the top line because Konechny was on the ice with him, if I if I'm, uh, if I'm saw correctly. Same with Nate Thompson. I'm sick of these players like Claude Giroux. Kevin Hayes has had a decent series, but he showed up. He was nowhere to be found tonight, it seemed. Like, he had a couple chances here and there. But overall, like... If the Flyers want to continue to be like Kevin Hayes, I'm looking at it now. He had one golden opportunity, and I believe it was in the first period on the breakaway, and he just he let it slip. He let one too many moves. Claude Giroux is nowhere to be found. I know I, I talked about him earlier about the the whole being a new dad thing, but I'm over it now. Like it's the second round. You're you're the number one seed. You're supposed to be. Uh, at least contending. It didn't feel like they. It didn't feel like they were in this game from the start. I, the second period, they looked okay, but then the third period, I think they trickled back to where they were in the first period for the most part. This is getting ridiculous uh, over the last eight years or so of this kind of style of hockey. No matter who the coach is. Boy, I tell you what, I really like the fire after a loss here. I love it. I love I mean, how ended this you get. I know, Scott. I. I. It's so. It's so disappointing year after year. Not even year after year, but just consistently the Flyers, uh, when they make the playoffs, they always want to be the guys that are like, oh, no, we're contenders no matter what seed we are. Because in 2010, we made it as a seven seed to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, now we're a one seed, and let's le- see how we can do. I know you're charging on the back. You're, you're feeling yourselves because you have a goalie all of a sudden in Carter Hart. But you could, let's be honest here. You left Carter Hart hung out to dry. Looking at like it's absolutely embarrassing that Coots is playing this sloppy defense and leaving his goalie out to dry. His essentially rookie year goalie for the playoffs that statewide or for, for the playoffs, uh, so to, so to speak. Like this is embarrassing. I hope AV lays into him. I'm sure he laid into him in between the first intermission and got probably got a little soft in the second intermission. I don't think he got soft at all. It just tells me that, look, he was putting out the guys who were giving on the post, and that's why you saw Tyler Pitlick on the power play. Look, all due respect to the guy, I know he's your favorite player. Um, but still, you know, he if you play well, you're going to get rewarded. And Tyler Pitlick played well tonight. Look, overall, I don't think the offense is doing as much as they're not. I don't see any creativity from the offense. I, I see too no. much trying to just charge north-south. I don't see enough patience. I don't see enough cycling. I don't see enough puck speed. There's a lot of things I don't see. But also, at the same time, you have to give the Islanders credit because they don't give you time and space to make those plays. They don't. You saw the Islanders, what type of players they are tonight. They are a team that can really mobile. Look, they were taking away passing lanes. Like, you know, you're trying to get stretch passes. Those passing lanes are taken away. You're trying to rush at the blue line. They have three guys meeting you at the blue line. You you can't, you know, Varlama doesn't play the puck well. You can establish somewhat of a forecheck, but as soon as that puck is turned over, the Islanders are off the rush the other way, which happened on the third goal. The Flyers tried to pinch. They tried to send it in deep. The Islanders came on a counter rush. Matt Barzell, probably one of the best passes you could ever see, left Anders Lee wide open and tucked it past them. Um, look, 
details are the important thing. You want to get on Couturier? That's fine. Did he have a great game? No, not at all. And as your top center, you need to have a good game. Um, you, it's just you have to stress the details. If if I'm AV, the only thing I'd question him about, and really, is that you still had an outside glimmer of a chance at three <laughs> nothing. I know the, and then you no, pulled you did. You, you did because you were generating enough chances there. All you needed was one. You just needed one to get by Varlamov because he's had a shutout streak going for seven periods now. So yeah, you 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 only really just go back. Not even three nothing, two nothing. When yeah, it's two nothing, the nothing. worst the worst lead in in hockey is a two nothing lead. You squirt one ba- past Varlamov in the in, at any point when you're down two nothing. So all of a sudden, obviously, it's a one goal game, and it's you're right back in it right then and there, and you get inside his head. Carter Hart, you see, look at Carter Hart. It's not all his fault, but ever since he trickled, Pat, he got he, his uh, goalless streak was snapped all of a sudden now he looks kind of uh rough all, around the edges and he'll he'll smooth it out he'll figure it out i have all the confidence carter hart didn't look bad at all tonight no. i don't think carter hart played badly at all right. i don't think he looks rough around the edge if anything he bailed them out this should have been like For a six, seven nothing game this was this should have been a bigger blowout than it was but he kept them in it for two and a half periods. <laughs> I, I, right. You can't you can't look at Carter Hart and have any blame for him at I'm all. Not because, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying you left him hang out the drive because it was left- all chances he had. He had no chance. And look, the first goal was a shot from the point where you didn't see it. You don't see it. Chances are you're not going to stop it. The second goal, JG Pajot was left wide open in front on a tip play. You try to get into a blocking position, and look, Pajot had all day to do it. And then the third goal was. The, that ridiculous pass by Matt Barzon, you're trying to get a guy going post to post that quickly, no chance in hell. And then the last one was in the empty netter. So don't put any blame on Carter Hart here. The, the overall team play was not there tonight. The overall, they had to look at the tape. And I, I know I've been saying that a lot, but they're not going to get a whole lot of time to really feel this out. I think they took the first period tonight to really feel out the, the Islanders and see what they're going to bring them in. They really just tried to shove it down their throat. And they were only lucky to be down one nothing, especially after that ridiculous glove save Carter yeah. Hart had in the first on um, Brock Nelson. But I get, you look I get at it as that. a whole, you look I, at it as a whole, the whole team they had they generated they generated some um, some pressure. They generated at one point there was like two minutes of pressure just straight out. But they were kept outside. They weren't getting good scoring chances from the slot. So they need to find a way to be a little more creative on offense and find ways to get that collapsing box to spread out. Because without that, the Islanders are going to play them tough. They're going to be right on the puck carry. They're going to come off the rush the other way, and they're going to they, look. They're opportunistic. This is a team where. Uh, like old devil's teams have passed. You give them an opportunity and they're going to cash in on it. It's just the type of team they are. They have enough skill where they can get it done. So you, you have to look at this as a whole and say, okay, what do we have to fix here? They've got to be a little more creative and a little bit more patient on the offensive side of the puck. And they'll generate more chances and get some more goals though. Yeah. I, I, like the first thing you got to soften up the, the dump and chase method. I, they didn't, they didn't do it as much as I would say in the Montreal series compared to the, tonight. Um, but man, like this is this form of creating offense isn't working right now. And you need to just either you play from the blue line in or you figure something else out. Maybe like, I, I like I, it's just frustrating to watch them dump and chase. And then it's easy for just to swing around the other side of, of the boards. And all of a sudden the Islanders are back on their rush and they're creating their own chances in the end. They're caught flat footed the flyers. And you all of a sudden you're down one, nothing like you were tonight. Like I, I it's just, 
it seals it feels like it's simple fixes because I still believe this team, the Flyers, are a better team. They're certainly better on paper. They have the offensive structure of what they should be expecting from their this team. The problem is, and I think I saw a stat. I gotta find it now. Like I think I saw Carter Hart, or excuse me, Claude Giroux has one goal in 20 games in 5v5 for the Flyers in, in playoffs. I think Kevin Hayes, here it is, Vorich, Claude Giroux, one goal in the last 22 games in playoff history, 5-on-5. Five five. Voracek, two goals, 22 games. Konechny, one goal, 15 games. Provorov, one goal, whatever. Provorov's not a goal scorer. I don't know why that's on there. Hayes, three goals in the last 30 games for this guy in the last 5v5. That's your problem right there. Your entire top six and your top defensemen completely disappear in the playoffs. What is like? What is it about these players? Do they not have the mindset? Are they not able to conceptualize that they're in the playoffs now and they just want to focus on pretend that it's January and think that it's a meaningless game of one of 82 and now you're playing in a bubble and you, it's August all of a sudden and that's the excuse? What's the excuse now? I don't think there's an excuse. I just think that they need to get it going. They have had a little – they're gripping their sticks a little too tight. It's confidence. They're not producing. Yeah, I mean uh, – they, yeah, yeah. they, they needed to produce during the Montreal series. They didn't produce it all during the round robin. They didn't produce it all in the exhibition game. They haven't produced it all in the playoffs. They need one to get one going. Like, they got to get it going that yeah, way. Yeah, it's, 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 it's easily it's – it's a confidence thing. It, 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 I can tell you it's a confidence thing. Yeah, because it, it, you saw it. I believe it's, it was on the power play. Connecting had a really good chance. I'll give him this. He he took a glove side uh, top sh- to, uh, to the top shelf uh, glove side of of, uh, of uh, the Islanders, and he was able to make a, a nice glove save. And immediately, yeah, and immediately uh, Connecting just puts his head up to the sky and in, in, in frustration. Now, yeah. I I think it was Keith Jones that said it. Like, I'm not a fan of showing frustration. I am 100 percent with him. You get all of a sudden now you're really getting inside. You're giving the the Islanders a confidence boost, whether they saw it or not. You're giving them a confidence boost. All of a sudden they're like, oh, our plan is our 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 play is working here. We're frustrating our pl- these players, and now we're inside their heads. Don't show frustration. You fro- throw show frustration in the locker room or on a podcast like this one. Like yeah, that's you, where you, you're pretty frustrated right now. I am frustrated, man. Like I, I it's just I. I it, and now that we're here, now that we finally won the first, the Flyers have won their first playoff series since 2012, and they have a beatable opponent in, in the Islanders to get them to the Eastern Conference final for the finals for the first time since 2010 when they made that glorious cup run. I want them to win this. I don't think there's any excuse for them to lose this series other than themselves playing like they did tonight and really for the majority of the of the first series against Montreal. They, they should be woken up, and I don't know if they – I know it sounds silly and hyper – it might be hyperbolic. They it, they don't have a lot of time to wake themselves up, and they need to do it starting Wednesday in the, in the afternoon. But let me ask you a question. Let me put this – let me make an analogy here for you. You know mm-hmm. why I love analogies, right? right? Yeah. Okay. All right, back in the day when you were in college and all that stuff and you were dating women, all right, you, you got to the first date, right? Yeah, you couldn't get past the first date, right? Okay, now you got to the second date. You got, you finally got a girl. You got to the second date with. You expecting to go to the big dance afterwards? You know what I mean? If you if you catching what I'm throwing, I get it. No, I I get that, but I, I like. Okay, I, so then why are you expecting a I think, team that hasn't won anything in the past eight years I, all of a sudden I, turn around and win the goddamn Stanley Cup? I, I think it's all it's all about the the time in the moment. Like I like. Uh, okay, if, but they're not that team. The, the Islanders are the better team. Let, let's just be real here for the moment. Yeah, how can you we can, say that? You the can, can harp on, on Watch the way they played hockey tonight. 
You, that's you, fine. You, you want to you get all frustrated I'm, and get yelling? I'll, I'll go. I'll go right no, there no, no, with what, you, buddy. Uh, that's fine. We can yell at each other. I'm fine with that. But I'm saying what I'm saying is on paper, the Philadelphia Flyers are the paper better does team. not mean a goddamn thing in the Stanley it Cup does. playoffs. No, it, it does, does not. Because if, the that, paper was, if it was paper, then how come all of a sudden Vegas got knocked out in the first round last year? How come San Jose fine. was better than St. Louis got knocked out last year? Put if it, it was way. better, how come St. Year Louis in, this year got knocked out by Vancouver in six frigging games? You want to tell I me that Vancouver's that. a better team on paper? They might be. My God, Bill. They might be. Like, th- this is what's unique about the playoff, the Stanley Cup playoffs and really any playoffs. For the majority of the time, the best team of that in, right entire season doesn't win the Stanley Cup or the championship. Yes. Let's be honest here. Like, yes, that that's is the case. I agree with you. Just because they're the number one seed and because they might be better, quote, on paper. But right now, on paper is not translating to on ice perform- it's not, performance. It's not, but it should be. Like, it, it should But it's transition. not, Bill. But if it, does, woulda, if it transitions to back, if if paper transitions to ice, this this series is over in six with the Flyers win. Is my point? If the Flyers play to the potential that we know they have, because we saw it from January on until the stoppage, and then in the round robin, and then it all of a sudden went away in the Montreal, and it it actually goes to Claude Giroux's point leading into the Montreal series. He said. I felt like this wasn't a lot of intensity referring to the round robin compared to the playoffs. And he's 100% right, it seems. It still seems like they are playing as if they have nothing to lose but a four seed. They need to get their head out of their ass and realize that if they play like they're playing tonight, their season is over come by, I think the it's Sunday or Saturday is game four. Come on. Like, that's my point. They need to wake up to realize that they are the better team on paper and can transition it to the ice because if they transition it to the ice, as as this is a hot take, then all of a sudden they win the series. It's as simple as that, in my opinion. They oh they have the ability to win this game, this series, and they're not living up to this potential that AV and or Mike Yo, whoever it may be, is suddenly not getting out of them. Bro, bro, bro. Bro, all right. Listen, all right. If the if it was always about a matchup on paper, the Flyers would have won three or four cups since nineteen seventy five. They probably would have. Okay, we so, talked so about I don't understand why you're taking won. a hot take with this all of a sudden. It's, I, I, but I, I, but I it's not a hot take. But it like, is a hot take. You're, you're saying that the team on paper is better than them, but they should be playing better than them. But they're not playing better than them. But they're having they confidence in the be. top six. The if top they six should. can't score. If your top six can't score, you ain't winning playoff games. I Simple understand. Put it this way. Is the top six of the Philadelphia Flyers better if they're playing to their full potential? If they're if Travis Konechny, Kevin Hayes, Claude Giroux, Jake Voracek, if they're all playing and scoring to the level that we expect, are they better than the top six of the Islanders? Be honest. Slightly. Yeah, okay, that's still better. Slightly. That's still better. So I, that proves yeah, yeah, my again, point. Matt that Barzell they, turning into a world-class player. Anthony Bavillier is really good. Anders Lee had pretty much the same amount of points as Claude this year. So um, slightly better based upon what we've Fine. seen what they've done in the past. That's also the other guys I, are a little bit younger. They haven't done as much as these guys. So, okay, to that point, yes. But the issue is now, you know, 
we can go round and round about this all night. The top six is not producing. They haven't produced since the since the, since this whole thing restarted. Yeah, they have yeah, not produced. Right. Yep. So the bottom six carry them through the round robin, and they pretty and they basically through, and through and Montreal, Montreal too. The only and one they, that was producing out of the top six was Jake, and, and he I had a good never game. He had another pretty good game. Out of he my had, mouth, <laughs> he had a pretty good game tonight too. He tried to get them going in the first period with that little scrum there when they were down one nothing about 10 minutes in. And he was kind of flying over the place. He played good on the offense and the defensive side, I thought. Right. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you, we, we can take our hot takes. We can go round and round. We can get pissed off at each other. I'm not pissed. I don't know why you are. I look at it this way, dude. I'm just it's annoying. One I, like I don't want to call game. it. Pit. Yeah, it's one game. It's one, like we saw these flaws coming from game six. Okay, this should be a wake up call for them because they haven't been down 0-1. It'd be a big ass wake up call for them if they come down 0-2 because they haven't lost back to back since January. And I tell you, at some point yeah. that's going to snap. And if they play like it did tonight, it's going to snap again on on, uh, on Wednesday. You look at it this way: it's one game. This team has shown resiliency in the past. You I can agree. Get that. angry and all fired up about it that you want. We've been saying this about the power play, about the top six, all this. Stuff. At one point, it's going to break through for them, and if it doesn't, then the season's over. Plain and simple, it doesn't get any more black and white than that. If the top six does not break through the mold in game two, or at worst, game three, then we're watching them on the bus heading back to Philly on. On Sunday, I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, no, it's as simple as that. So, look at the top six. If I'm AV, I'm really challenging that top six. I am in that locker room saying, "Okay, we got to move on to the next game." But I'm pulling, I'm pulling, I'm having conversations with Claude. I'm having conversations with Jake, even though he's playing well. I'm having yeah, conversations have to hold with him TK, yeah. Kevin yeah. Hayes, JVR. You know, I, I. I don't think defensively they played bad tonight. There's really no adjustment. They, they got beat off the rush. They made a couple mistakes that ended in their net. Really, it was the mental mistakes, the minor mistakes that ended up in their net. Yeah. You're, and I want to really go back all the way to what you were talking about before, that the whole dump and chase thing. Their whole identity is getting in and getting fast on the forecheck. Without that, they don't really have as much skill as you think they do to really do the cross-ice plays and stuff like that. They, they don't really have that as of yet. Farabee will get better. When Morgan Frost comes up eventually down the line. I'm not talking right now. I'm just they'll get better at that. Though that'll incorporate more. But right now, they're still really their identity of a of a grinded out north south team. The Islanders don't give them any space to play that way. Carey Price is breaking down uh, the the four check in the last round by playing the puck. Varlamov doesn't really play the puck that much, and he doesn't really do it that well. But the defense there for the Islanders. They're going to have to change the way they do establish the forecheck. If they, once they get around that 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 tra- basically a trap they have the blue line where they have three guys lined up, they got to find a way to get the puck deep and continue the pressure in the second period like they did in the second period. The second period was fantastic. They just couldn't score on Valama. And they've got to find yeah. a way to start breaking Varlamov's confidence. Varlamov is, is feeling himself. He's spinning on his head, as you said. Exactly. He's gone seven. He's gone seven periods. Like that. You're snap. seeing a team play with confidence. It's not so much the Flyers were bad. Don't don't take it as that the Flyers played an awful game. Well, they, they looked scored. rough. They, they they like we talked it about Couturier's bad defense. Let's say again. It took them twenty minutes to get into it. Yeah, that's the yeah. problem. Like they they took an entire period to realize that they have to that they have a game going on. Right, and and that's that's a problem, and they'll they'll address that, and they'll come out hotter next game. I really believe that they'll come out a lot better. They'll respond, but don't look at this as 
like it's as a most frustrating thing. Like at the end of the day, the difference tonight was goaltending. I mean, I, honestly, it was goaltending. Like Carter Hart played out of his mind when he needed to, but Carter Hart got beat a couple times. They could not score in Varlamov. And right now that you're seeing an Islander team that's playing with confidence. And this is the difference between a confident team and just a team. <laughs> really, like the Flyers were just a team tonight. They weren't brimming with confidence. In fact, if you look back, they really haven't been brimming with confidence throughout this entire playoff so far since the round robin. They yeah. came in against Montreal a little bit hot. They eked out a couple games. Carter Hart stole a couple for them. But really, if you look at the top six, that those guys' confidence are down. They're gripping their sticks a little bit too tight. Sean Kateri had a great tip in front. That puck goes in. It's a completely different game. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think they need to get in this mindset of it's the playoffs. It's not, like I said earlier. I don't earlier, think that they're not in that mindset. Look how they're clamping down defensively for the most part. Like I, most I, part. Don't, I don't see any issues with effort. So it's not an issue of looking at it of, oh, well, they're not, they're not playing hard. You're seeing another team playing with confidence and playing with speed, and that's the major difference. The, the Islanders are on a different level confidence-wise yeah. than the Flyers are. And I think that's what's frustrating for you. Honestly, when you look at it, I think it's frustrating for you because you're used to the Flyers playing with that much confidence because we saw them play for that much confidence for a month or for a bunch of months until the thing. And then all of a sudden they come back and they get for top seed. And that should be all the confidence in the world. But they're, they're, some of those guys are not confident right now. It's, they're not confident, not that they can't win, but they're not doing what they know they can do. And you grip your stick a little tight. We hear the saying all the time, and it's the truth. When your confidence isn't there, you're questioning everything that you're doing, and you're not just playing. You're thinking. And when you're thinking, it's bad news. The Islanders are just playing. Look how much – look how effortlessly that that third uh, third goal was. I mean, they broke out through the neutral zone, quick passes, and then a ridiculous pass by Matt Barzell to lead to the Andrews League goal. Like, that's just confidence right there. It's not a matter of difference in skill. It's just the confidence. So – you, you have to kind of find a way to, to siphon some of that confidence back. And first of all, you do that by scoring a goal, whether, you know, whether it's a time. Yeah, goal, all it takes is one. Get a little, it just takes one. And once you get one pass for Lamov, you'll get him thinking just a little bit because now he's got a 136-minute shutout streak going, and that's the worst thing that can happen because, yes, he's coming into this thing with 136 minutes. He feels unbeatable on top of the world until that first puck crosses the line. And then you'll get another one past him, and then all of a sudden – a goalie's confidence can just go down that quickly. So, yeah. Look, we we saw it happen against with Montreal in Game Five. We after Carter Hart had the back to back shutouts, like he, he he played played pretty poorly in that Game Five, and that was because the shutout streak ended and he was thinking too much. Colorado just scored one away, but one threw up one nothing. Yeah, it was so a filthy shot, but uh, yeah. yeah, it was. Um, so uh, to to summarize everything. The Flyers are just – their top six is not confident, and the Islanders, the whole team is just confident right now. Like, you have to find a way to battle through that, and it's going to take some time. But you can't act like the friggin' sky's falling after one goddamn game. It's one game. No, but, but Move I, but on. It's it leads, done. It leads to what we were talking about with game six, that they survived game six. They didn't win game six. And now it's transitioning over to game one, and it's like you can't – you can't have this mindset for too much longer. Otherwise, as we keep saying, we're saying this over and over again. It's going to be a short series. So, I don't know well, if it's. Is. I don't know if it's 
something AV can do what he can do. He is very good at getting this team ready, especially after a loss that like we saw tonight and after we saw in game five. He gets this team ready to go. I'll give him that. What I am starting to see with AV, and I'm start I will just I just want to make this I'm just it's just an observation that I've noticed. And you're you're starting to see AV isn't the greatest at in-game lineup shakeups or just adjustments on how – maybe maybe lineups is, is fine, but how they're playing the game, it doesn't seem like he changes a lot of things. They do kind of just – they just stick to what they started in the first period at 20 minutes in the third period with five minutes left when they're down 3 nothing. Like you don't really see a lot of adjustments. And I mean, that's not necessarily an indictment on AV. I don't think – can I be honest with you? It, yeah. it's, it's different for every coach. Let me just explain yeah. real quick. I get it. Some coaches are guys who take their lineup or just want to get it to work because they're confident in their guys. They'll make it work. Some guys, like AV is one of those guys. Like he, he won't juggle unless he really sees a problem, which which is fine because you, you have it where you have enough confidence in those guys that are going to break through at some point. And then you have guys like John Tortorella. As soon as he doesn't see something, he's like he, he, he jumbles everything up to get well, the, the team going. Yeah, the best. It, it, the other it depends best on your style. It, it's a style. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, would would if you look at it, it was Simi, Simi Varlamov was on top of his game tonight. If you really change the lineups, were you getting one past them? No, I I knew, I knew sometime you, in the third period you just weren't getting one past them the way he was playing when the when the puck hit that. Yeah, post, but you don't you don't was, know that until you try it. it, it, it it's one of those things where I you get don't it, know it's until a you style try. thing. It's a style yeah. thing. Laviolette was the best example of that, especially for Flyers fans. You yeah, saw he was the best line of timeouts. He was really good at getting his team it, to pivot like that. Get it to great at calling his timeouts, and you also saw a ton of line changes. He shuffled the line. He had the short leash on the goalie every night in and night out. That was obviously just because of the Flyers' goalie situation at the time. Um, but he was very, he had a short leash on a lot of the goalies at the time. And he also shuffled the lines a lot. And like you said, AV's just kind of like the opposite of that. He kind of just lets things sit, sit as they sit as they are, and then he just wor- lets them hopefully work it out, or he makes adjustments with the lines being the same thing. And he'll, he'll make adjustments in-game. They're just not as drastic as you see other coaches do it. He really likes to stick with what he has, and that's not a problem. It's a style thing. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't read too much into that because no matter what, anybody's going to complain that they don't give it enough time or anybody's going to complain that they don't do enough. So it, it just – it really – it's a it's a gut feeling when you come down to, be, to coaching, when to make the changes and when not to. And, you know, sometimes it pays off and sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, listen, at the end of the day, let's take a look at Vigneault and understand he is an experienced coach. Go back to his days when he coached the Rangers, how many back-and-forth series he had with teams on that one and how he's getting guys ready to play other ones. Like yeah. they, they, they've, they, they have their ebbs. They have their flows. The Islanders are coming out here and playing with a ton of confidence, coming off a round-robin win against the Panthers, a, round, a, a playoff series win against the Capitals, which gives them a little more extra boost because Barry Trotz, their former coach, you know, got the win over the Capitals. Um, you know, and also with your dog doing that squeaky toy in the background, you know, it just, it just <laughs> I, was, I was trying so hard. To, oh, that's coming through clear as day. That's coming through. Toy. I'm I trying to, to record a podcast. 
I had to call that at some point. But look, it's so <laughs> see, see, I need to break the even a little bit there, laughing. Bill. Like <laughs> as as everyone knows, we are in a COVID environment. Scott and I have not been able to record in a studio together for since March. Like we actually we were able to record our last pod, the very last podcast, right before our studio shut down and didn't allow any visitors. Yep. So like this is it's a makeshift studio for God's sakes. I can only do so much. Hey. Like, dog has had a rough day just like the flyers so i'm cutting him some slack so if you got bothered by the squeaking i'm very sorry but i hope that gave you some comic relief for the crappy night we just had hey i hope it gave you some relief on that <laughs> i noticed that thing the whole damn time it just finally had the call hour but look it's fine hey, here's the thing as frustrated <laughs> as you got through this whole thing at the beginning you're laughing at the end of this it's exactly what you need to do yeah so just let it go, man. Like, look, we're not happy with the fact the top six, but these were problems that were happening before this game started. This thing is just a culmination of a bunch of bad things that happened tonight. But you know what? They also lost a 5 nothing against Montreal, and they came back the next game, they and did. they responded. They have they to did. play differently, but they finally the, – the key is they just need to get one pass Varlamov to start. You start from there. You start the building blocks. Don't panic if they go down 2-0. Don't panic because of this game. Don't panic because of anything. They still need to win four games. So as long as they yeah. don't have a four in the series, the Islanders, this thing is still going to go on. Look, we I haven't seen a Flyer team come back 3-1 ever. Like, I, I haven't. I know I'm talking down the line. I've seen him come down 3-0. Never seen him come down 3-1. I've seen him come back 2-0. I've seen him come back 1-0 and win series. Like, games like this happen. So, just let it go. It's one game. Trust Vigneault and the coaching staff to fix it. They will. At some point, at some point, this team is going to get much, much, much more dangerous when that top six does break through. When that happens... Believe me, I think that's why the Islanders know that they need to play confident and make try to make quick work of the players. Because yeah. if the top six does get going, see how well your bottom six is already playing. Okay, then we can start having more conversations about. Okay, yeah, maybe you know you're you're gonna go to get to go on that third date next time, and we can start talking the other thing. But first, you're down one nothing in this series. Okay, it's one game. Let's move on to the next one. You can easily even the series by winning one game. Yeah, so literally on Wednesday, take, Wednesday afternoon. Look, I know fans want to get emotional. You know, it's weird. I, I get, I've gotten so numb to the back and forth with that. I, I get into the games, but I'm so numb with people getting overreacting over a one game loss. You're down one nothing in a series. Like, relax, enjoy it. We told you you're going to go through emotional highs and emotional lows. There's likely going to be an overtime in this series. It's going to have your if you if someone is as has heart issues, don't watch it because you'll have a coronary. Like, just enjoy it, man. Like we they've already exceeded expectations from a lot of different people, a lot of around the league and around the and around the world. They've already exceeded those expectations. So let's just take this as a building block, wherever it may be, whatever happens, take it as a building block and understand it's some valuable guys in this team are getting a lot of experience and losing a game like this to start a series is part of that experience. So just keep an eye on how they rebound. And once they rebound, man, I'm telling you, once that top six gets going, we're going to be having a different conversation here. No, you're you right. You could be mad as hell right now, but on Wednesday night, 
or actually Thursday when we when we do it because we'll do uh we'll do double. Um, well, you you might have a completely different tone. Like, oh my god, like where did this come from? Just just hang in there, everybody. No, it's you're just right. One game. And here and here's what on the other side why I think Av is such a good coach. He's t- he, at his post game press conference. The first thing he said was, "quote Our top guys." Our top end guys are good players. The willingness is there. It's execution. I expect more from Coots and his line. They'll have that chance to answer back Wednesday afternoon. Bingo. That's it. That's all you need from AV. In that yep. scenario, that's all you need from AV. And he called it out with the press, so you know he talked about it in the locker room. Of course. See, a, lot of, a lot of coaches won't do that. A lot of coaches won't do that. But he does in a way like, I know they got more to give, and they're going to give it. So – if I'm Couturier's line, if I'm Giroux, if I'm not so much Jake, but if I'm TK, if I'm Kevin Hayes, I'm itching to play a game too because I'm like, you know what? I know I've got more in the tank. I know I can do more. And that might just be the confidence that you need to get over this little hump here and really put the Islanders in their place. Like, yeah, you're right. You, you, you've lost a lot of games then the past couple of years. Eh, let's start turning the tide here a little bit and now. So, hey, it's an opportunity to do it. So that uh, I think that's a good spot to leave this. I, I like I, like I said, I'm frustrated now, or I should say, I haven't said this yet. I I'm frustrated now. Tomorrow I'm on to game two and I'm ready to go. I'll be ready to go for game two by the time we end this podcast. Honestly, like it's just it's it, in the heat of the moment. I think as a fan and just as a as as the buildup of what has been occurring since the round robin. It's starting to get to me how this team is playing because I know, sure. again, we talked about it, and I think you started to see my way. They're better on paper than this team. They just have to execute, and they handle their business. So if the top six goes, the rest of the team goes. So Listen, listen that's the glory of being a fan and about this game is that you can get mad because you care. You have that passion. You 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 want to get you want to get you scream when they win and get pissed off when they lose, just like those guys in the locker room. But at yeah. the end of the day, take a look at the overall picture of a whole. You're not going to be parading down the streets for a game one win. You're not going to be thinking we're all doomed <laughs> with, with a game one loss. So yeah, just hang right. in there. Like enjoy. Like yeah, I get people are probably angry right now. I get it. But listen, you should have already moved on to game two when that's when that score hit four nothing. Okay, done. I, I'm on. Get the clocks to zeros. Let's just get to the next game the way, because this one's real, out of the way. By the way, when before we wrap that. I did not agree with it. That was the other thing I didn't. The I get the the pulling of the goalie because you're down so much, but with eight minutes to go in the third period, I don't agree with that. That well, was a weird decision by AV, in my opinion. I didn't. Not see, a weird one, but I did, just disagreed with it. There's, there's, it's an analytics-driven decision, and and I, that's why I'm yep. not a huge fan of it. I, if I'm going to do something like that, I'm going to do it around five minutes. And here's why: eight minutes. Patrick Wild was when he coached the Avalanche when he started back in 2013. They were down – the Avalanche were down 3 nothing. Simeon Varlamo was the goalie for that team, by the way. Um, they had they were down 3 nothing at the eight-minute mark of the third period. They were down by three goals. The analytics show that you need about eight minutes to th- score three goals if you have a man advantage. So we pulled the goalie, and they scored three goals and tied the game. I, don't, I can't remember the end result of it, but I know they pulled the goalie. I know they tied the game. I mean, they might have even gone up and won it. I can't remember, honestly. But that's why I saw that, and I was like, when I saw the puck go in the open, I'm like, no, he didn't. No, no, no. 
I just just for me, and I you know it, it, maybe because I'm not a big guy on analytics, I mm-hmm. don't I don't see the value of of Corsi and Fenwick or whatever they call them nowadays in possession numbers. It's it's overcomplicating a simple game. You have possession. Guess what? You're gonna probably have more chances to win the game. Yep. Um, but I digress. So with that, I saw with eight minutes, I was like, oh, it's a little too – like in that situation because it is a playoff game and even three, you're still kind of in it. You only need five minutes. So if you scored one in that couple minutes there, you pull the goalie with like three minutes if you're down two, five minutes if you're down three, give you a little bit more cushion right that to kind of press them because you, you weren't sustaining enough at that point, even though it was an offensive zone draw, to really make that happen. But – Hey, like, look, I'm not the coach of the Flyers. It's A.V.'s decision. I think the way you saw, they were right to him on the bench afterwards, and I think he knew he didn't make the right call, and that's okay. Like, it happens. But, yeah, I would have done that around five minutes. It would have been a safer play. Chances are, look, you weren't beating Varlamov anyway, so it's just – it is what it is. Yeah. Well, just get one in the first period in game two. Just get one, and you just go from there. No, not even in the first period. Just get one. Just Look, let me explain why. And, I'll, and then we'll wrap up after this because I don't, I don't want to keep digressing. I know you got to go to bed asleep. <laughs> go ahead. I, I, I remember this clearly because I remember like this is when I really started. And, and I'm using an example from 20 years ago. And even even 10 years ago, I can use the example with the with the uh, the Boston. The really against the Boston series really turned that around. So the Flyers didn't really have anything going in game one, two, or three. Game one, they were down. They came back tied. It took it to overtime. Then they lost. Game two, they were tied late. And they got beat late and uh, with like three minutes left. Game three, they were completely outplayed. Game four, they were up. They had lost the lead and went to overtime. A really switched that series was the overtime win because it gave them life. And then they come back and they win game five. And then they come back at home and then just complete a complete defensive effort and shut down game six. All you need is that one. So like that one difference for the Flyers in the 2010 series was that overtime winner by Gagne. And that yeah. gave them a chance to go to another game and really establish their play. That's why you only need one goal. doesn't matter. If you want to go back to a better example, 20 years ago in 2000, the Flyers were shut out in their first game against Pittsburgh in the second round. In the, in the, in the second game, they were down 4 nothing, and Gagne scored a beautiful goal at the end of game two, and that got them to game three, which they won in overtime off of Andy Delmore's overtime winner. And then that game four, that's the five overtime winner. And so all you need is just one goal to really swing that momentum. You think it's because, you know, you it doesn't matter if you want a game before five, six, nothing doesn't matter. You only need that one goal to really start a break in a goalie's confidence and, and really doing what you need to do and, 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 and start playing the way you need to play. So that's that's how fragile it can be. One goal can swing an entire game. It can also swing an entire series. I've seen it happen before. So in game two, the Flyers just need to start by one thing. Doesn't matter if they go down one nothing early, two nothing early, three nothing early. Just get one pass Varlamov and then work from there. Yeah. You can only score one of the goal at a time. And you go back to Peter Laviolette's game seven speech after the Flyers went down three nothing halfway through the first. All we need is one. We just need one goal. And that's what happened. JVR scored. Flyers tied up in the second. Gagne scores at the, near the end of the third. And that was it. Bingo. So really, at the end of the day, just remember, you got a hot goalie right now. You just need to get one past him, and you can build it from there. So that's why I'm saying stay calm, because that one is coming. He's not going to shut him out the entire series. If we do, uh, there's going to be some probably some shakeups at the end of the year. But Yeah, that's for sure. I, I highly doubt it's going to actually happen. So- it would be a miracle. 
So the next time we'll talk to you all is uh, after game three, Thursday night, the seven o'clock game, because they have a back to back coming up Wednesday at three and then Sunday, excuse me, Wednesday at three and Thursday at seven. Uh, so we'll talk to you guys Wednesday night, Friday morning when we'll post. Uh, Scott, your prediction Thursday where night, Thursday night and, and then Friday, post Friday morning. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Where, what, what is, uh, what's the series looking at that point? What's, where, where, what's the series, your prediction? Listen, the Islanders are, humming right now they're very very confident they're they don't make many mistakes they make it work for everything they have but i also look back and say okay while they're playing well now they weren't inconsistent for any reason near the end before the shutdown there something was going on with the team to make a move to get andy green to make a move get jbg pajo and sign him to a long-term contract there was some holes that they saw on their team whether this solidifies them i will we'll wait and see I don't think the Islanders completely outmatch the Flyers. I think they can edge the Flyers in certain areas. But overall, with this series, I think the Flyers come back and tie this up. I think it, I think it's going to be a different game. I think it's going to be more of the Flyers going to be aware of the counter rush. I think they're going to be playing a little bit smarter defensively. But again, you can't tie a series unless you score a goal, and that's what they need to start with. I think they tie. I think they tie the series, but I think it, you're going to start seeing some offenses start to pour out once they finally get one pass Varlamov. Yeah, I, I don't know when it will be, but I think the next time we talk to to you, oh, we it'll talk, be three. Yeah, yeah, I think we come out of this with the Islanders with a two-one lead either way. Yep, I, I think I, I think I, I'm I, in that I, same boat. Like, I don't know. This thing going the stretch. I just I don't. I think if the Flyers are going to pick things back up and get going, it's when they're really going to be desperate when their season's more hanging in the balance. So it wouldn't be the worst thing in this world for this team to fall back in a series to really find out what it's like to have their backs against the wall. That wouldn't be the worst thing. So um, you never want to put yourself in that situation. But if it wakes this team up and wakes up the top six, <laughs> put them in that position. So, yep. But I think it's won by the time we talk again. Yep, I agree. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode, episode 46 of Orange and Back Check. A disappointing one for sure. But, hey, move on after this. As soon as we hit end move on it's game two uh so that's gonna do it orange and back check follow us on uh instagram facebook twitter all that good stuff orange and back check podcast you'll find us right there shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you're pissed at one of us maybe you you're annoyed with one of us going on a ridiculous rant for no reason and that namely myself uh, no anyway, I, I rant more than you <laughs> orange, and back, <laughs> orange and back check at gmail.com orange and back check at gmail.com we'll talk to you guys thursday night hopefully with the flyers two one up on the series but i'm a little uh, i'm a little bearish on that so that's gonna do it we'll talk to you guys on thursday night friday morning bill get rid of that squeaky toy